What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Fast Track, formerly known as Pave the Way Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Helbeck, and on this show, you are gonna learn exactly how to be successful as a real estate investor. It doesn't matter if you're brand new or if you've done dozens and dozens of deals. This is a podcast you're gonna be able to listen to that's gonna give you actionable, specific advice on how to be successful within real estate investing. I'm gonna interview top-notch real estate investors each and every week, and there's also gonna be some content that is just gonna be me telling you exactly about my journey and how I've went from a broke kid starting out to a million-dollar real estate investor. So if you wanna learn how to be successful investing in real estate, this is the show to listen to, and I'm looking forward to being able to serve you at a high level. All right, Jeremy, welcome to the show, my friend. I'm looking forward to getting to know you better and uh, talking about your business and uh, what you're doing for marketing. And you got a really cool channel that we're going to talk about later on. So just kind of tease the listeners to start. So before we get into that, give everyone a little bit about your background. How did you get into real estate investing? And then what does your business look like today? Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Um, so I started in real estate in 2016. Um, I had done about five and a half years of nonprofit work traveling all over the world um, to places I uh, never thought I would go and absolutely loved it. And it was fantastic. Um, but during that time, um, my wife and I uh, had a son and then we adopted two girls and we ended up having to live in the Congo for 18 months. And when we came back, man, our family dynamic changed, all sorts of things kind of, you know, were happening. And I was like, man, you know, my wife and I were really struggling to be honest with you. And um, we're like, man, how are we going to make this work? Bigger family. We need some more money, um, you know, struggling in our marriage and all these adjusting back to life. So uh, long story short, I was like, man, I need to kind of step away from this and um, just kind of transition into something else and and just really focus on my family and, and what was best for us at that time. So, um, you know, I had listened to a lot of podcasts. I had done a lot previously in um, uh, in finance and had other businesses. And so I'd always wanted to do something in real estate. So, um, I just, I heard Tom Kroll from oh, wholesaling. Inc. Great guy. Buddy of oh mine. man. Awesome. Uh, so I heard Tom on wholesale or on, um, on uh, bigger pockets podcast. Oh, that was a big Bell. one. That was like five years ago, dude. Six years ago. That was, dude, that was, yeah. So that was back then. And I heard it and I'm like, Oh man, I'm like, this is, uh, this is all I need to hear. So at that point, um, put 5,000 on a credit card and, um, you know, got under his wing and, um, you know, the rest is kind of history, but that was when I got started. Um, and I had no plan B. So it was like burn the ships, man. Uh, my wife and I, she was homeschooling at the time, kind of getting, you know, stepping away from work. And so we had a little bit of savings, but not a lot. And then I essentially got started borrowing from my own HELOC to, um, to pay bills, to, um, to close deals. And, uh, it was slim pickings back then. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So wow, that's a crazy story, man. It's it's funny you mentioned Tom Kroll because I remember hearing his podcast with on Bigger Pockets. This was probably 2016, 2017 when I was kind of getting yep. started. Maybe 2018, probably 17. And uh, the guy had so much energy, and I'm like, man, this guy like really is like like very like contagious. Energy is contagious. And then uh, <laughs> yeah, man, like he's a legend. You know what I mean? And he's like helped so many people, and it's just like you know, it just shows like. When you're a good communicator, and you have great energy and you're genuine, like you help a lot of people, like you can, you can really, you know, have some, some major success. So I'm glad you got started that way. Wholesaling Inc. is a phenomenal program. Brent Daniels is the owner now. And yep. um, man, I know him and he's like just so genuine on wanting to help people. Um, they have such a good track record. I got nothing but good things to say about that organization. They're, they're phenomenal. So get started. 
Now you got an interesting business because I know you live in Nashville, but your your business in South Carolina, the Myrtle Beach area. So like when you started, at least, did you start locally? Like where were you living at the time? Like how did that kind of get going? Like at least to where it is yep. now. Yeah, so I was in a, a suburb of Nashville, uh, started locally, actually found my first deal on Craigslist, literally right by uh, where the Tennessee Titans play. Um, oh, yeah? Literally like right up Nashville. the road. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I wish, so it's funny because a couple people couldn't help this guy out. He had talked to probably 10 people and <laughs> and some of them were investors and other people. I, I, don't, I don't know, but I, I kept meeting with this guy and I'm like, man, this would be a great property to flip. And I'd never flipped the house, so I didn't know what I was doing, of course. And um, I buy the house. And, oh, I closed on this property okay. and the guy's like, oh man, thanks so much. Um, you know, no one else has been able to get this done. I'm so pumped. And, um, it was a really good connection. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a great first flip. Well, come to find out it was in the historical district. Oh, trouble. And, <laughs> trouble. and so the rules are different. And so oh, I yeah. had this grand plan of how, obviously I'm going to change the footprint, do X, Y, and Z. And they're like, no, you're not, that's not going to happen. So I had a realtor actually reach out to me who said, hey, did you know this was a historical property? I'm like, nope, didn't know that. And I had to know what that meant. So I started making some calls and I'm like, okay, well, this flip is going to look very different now. So uh, fortunately, I have a father-in-law who, um, you know, he's a carpenter. He's probably been doing this for 25 years. I just called him and was like, you know, I'm in a bit, bit of a jam. Um, you know, can we do some cosmetic updates to this property? And so we did that, um, got in and out of there pretty quick and fortunately made a profit. I remember it was about 14,000. Didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, and that was the first deal. And I'm like, shoot, I can I at least have a little bit of confidence. So um, that was kind of what got me into this. And I was focusing on my home market. And as I started to grow a little bit um, and make a lot of mistakes, realized that, you know, holy cow, I'm doing the lead gen, I'm doing the follow-up, I'm going on the appointments. Um, you know, we had multiple crews going at once, people telling me they're going to be there tomorrow at seven. And then, you know, two hours later at nine o'clock, they're in Memphis and they're like, Hey man, I'm in Memphis. What? You know? So I'm like, I'm like, man, this is hard. I have a young family. Um, you know, my crew wanted to be on the job at like five in the morning. I'm like, dude, I can't do this. And so, um, I was just trying to figure things out and just try to try to make a living praying that, you know, the flip would close and we'd get down to the next deal. I couldn't figure wholesaling out. I kept having some really good deals under contract that had title issues, couldn't get them closed. I was Been making there. every mistake in the book, man, every mistake. So anyways, long story short, uh, we, we sort of just got to a point where, um, you know, we started to figure it out. We started to go a little bit away from the flips and get the, 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 the wholesaling piece, um, you know, get a little bit better at that. And then we started to, to, to wholesale, I'm sorry, we started to flip vacant land and started to see some success with that. But I was like, man, I'm just. That's good I'm in just, Nashville, the vacant, the infill lots, you can make some really good money doing that. But, yeah, I know for sure. And I think, I think the challenge for me was like, I was kind of doing everything and I'm yeah, like, man, I want to, I want to own a business and I didn't own a business. I was just like. I was enslaved by it. And I was like, yeah. for the amount of hours that I'm working, like when I like I'm, I'm out the door before my kids wake up, I'm back home around the time that they're going to bed. And then I get a little bit of time, you know, with my wife and then she'd go to bed and I'm like, all right, well, I got to do lead gen or I got to do, you know, Follow fix up. the books and all the other stuff. It was like, it just never ended. So finally I said, no more of this. I need to figure out how to get myself out of my business. And, um, and that's kind of when I chose a, a different market and pivoted. Man, that's really smart because, you know, obviously you're 
making money in Nashville, it was a little chaotic from what you're saying, but instead of like just trying to do it in Nashville, I, it's like a really good idea. Just kind of start fresh, new market, you know, new team, obviously you had to, you had a lot of theories of constraints there because you were not going to be living in South Carolina. So you, you had to figure out how to do it virtually, you know, by hiring other people, especially if you're rehabbing, like that's a really good idea for people listening. Like, you know, if they're in their market right now and they just, they're local and they feel like they got to run around all day and chase contractors and tenants and stuff. Like if you want to start fresh, go virtual, you know, pick another market because by default, you're going to have to systematize stuff. And I've been virtually yep. doing this forever now. Like you can't go to the property. Like, you know, I could in theory get on a plane and drive to wherever I'm going, but like, or fly there. But like when you commit to going virtual and then you build the systems from day one, in three years, you'll be thanking yourself because if you just have this thing here and I'm showing my phone, if people aren't watching the YouTube video, you can run your whole business virtually and it is a lot better. I can tell you that you're there. I'm there. I and mean, a lot of people are doing it. It really becomes a lot better when you only need to be on the phone or the computer because you really can be anywhere in the world and you can run your business. Yep, exactly. And uh, part of it for me, I mean, I selected Myrtle Beach, um, South Carolina, which is kind of a weird fragmented. Redneck Riviera. Yep. Smaller kind of market. You know, people go down there to golf or to vacation or to whatever, go to biker week. Yep. Um, and so my parents actually retired there. We we're living on a golf course. And interestingly enough, now they live here in Nashville. Um, but I've been going down since I was a kid. And so I was a little bit familiar with the area. And I'm like, man, this is an excuse to go see my parents, maybe do a little bit of investing. And so as I started to do my research, I'm like, man, this is a weird, like, I'm not seeing the level of sophistication in investors like I see in Nashville, people are doing all sorts of crazy things, tight, tight knit. People are helping each other out, realtors, investors um, like that didn't exist there. So I just thought to myself, you know what, shoot, I think I can I can do something here. I think there's a play. And so um, I actually got a call from a wholesaler. That's how I reached out. I reached out to a couple agents, a couple wholesalers. There weren't many there. So it was like hard to even find them. In fact, I reached out to Tom Kroll or Wholesaling Inc. And Tom was actually like, oh, yeah, you got to call this guy. So I called that guy. And um, he calls me when I'm coming back from the, the mountains from uh, Dollywood or somewhere in Gatlinburg, I guess. And um, he's like, hey, man, I got a property. Can I FaceTime you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I looked at it. I could barely see it, it really what was happening in the property. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to take it. And I just committed. At that point, I committed to, to, to buying it essentially sight unseen. And so he actually introduced me to a guy that could do the work for me, who today is now my partner. So at the time I didn't really know, but the, the guy came in and he's like, yeah, here's what I think it needs to be done. So we did a couple of, um, a couple of deals together. Um, you know, the guy, Adam, who's now my partner. And, um, I'm like, man, this guy really knows his numbers, has a construction background, commercial, residential, 25 years of construction. And, um, you know, he's just, uh, like not afraid of confrontation. He, I could tell he's a good negotiator. And so I just said, Hey man, how would you like to go and, you know, stop swinging the hammer and, and go, you know, make offers and, 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 you know, do something a little bit different. He's like, man, he's like, I'm ready for a change. So it took a minute for that to happen, but you know, that, that started, um, you know, really from 2020 to now we've just, just pushed forward working together. And we said, Hey, it was just him and I at the time, like, we're going to go make this work. And so I transitioned from a six figure, um, business, no, a seven figure business. Sorry. We were, we were over a million in assignment fees and revenue in Nashville. Nashville. And I'm like, and, and like the very first, the very first um, appointment I sent him on, I said, just go tell me what you think. Let me know what you think the offer should be. Well, I knew that I was willing to go up to 53,000, but I didn't tell him that. 
So he steps out at that first appointment. He says, hey, Jeremy, here's what's going on. All this work needs to be done. Um, I want to make her an offer of 50000 I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy. I'm like, he's a beast. Yes, he knows. And so he actually said, okay, great. Well, here's the deal. I'm going to give her an offer of 50 and, um, you know, we'll kind of set it up. And so I called back later and said, hey, you know, I can get you a little bit more. So we gave her a, a higher amount. We got that first deal. And I'm like, man, I am going to figure out a way to make Myrtle Beach work because like I saw in him massive potential. And so over the course of, you know, that year, 2020, we transitioned our business from Nashville, me doing everything right. I was flipping in Chattanooga. I was flipping in Nashville. I was buying houses and apartments in Clarksville. I was buying land all over the place. And I was like, I had no life and it was good. We were making money, but I'm like, I can't, I, this is just not sustainable. Not sustainable. So yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's when we made that transition. And, you know, I still have a little bit going on in Nashville, but quite honestly, about 95% of my marketing and my efforts and my team and all that, like we're, we've transitioned completely. And this is where our business is. So you're down to Merle so. Beach. That's very interesting. Cause like you're having success in Nashville. It's just chaos from what you're saying. And, and like, you're able to start fresh and, and copy and paste and obviously improve your systems in Myrtle beach being virtual, which is ultimately better in my opinion. And now you're rocking and rolling down there. And uh, from what it seems like, maybe we'll blur this out to anyone streaming in Myrtle Beach, but it seems like that market is relatively untapped compared to Nashville, Dallas, Phoenix, San Diego, uh, Houston. Like it's not like a tier one city where you have 700 wholesalers. Yeah, you might have 20, right? And it, there's still obviously, there's opportunity everywhere. But I've, we were talking offline before we hit the record button. And like, you know, if you're in an area where there's generally less wholesalers, it's going to be a little bit easier to compete, right? Because you're going to have less, you know, marketing is going to work better and your offers are going to convert better. And, you know, it's just a little bit better, right? So let's get into some of your systems now, like on the on the marketing side, uh, you know, in Myrtle Beach, obviously that's where you're doing most of your business. So we were emailing last night a little bit and uh, you're sharing, you shared with me this marketing channel. I really don't even know what it is, to be honest with you, um, but it seems really <laughs> interesting. Uh, I have a feeling from what I saw, it's like some sort of like streaming marketing. So I'll, I'll just kind of yeah. let you take over and kind of share what it is because it's, and I'm going to grill you with some questions if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so let me, let me, um, let me take a step back and kind of show where sure. we came from because when we went to Myrtle Beach, again, I, I didn't really know, like, um, you know, I had done PPC and SEO in Nashville. And yeah. what I found is um, a much smaller market, much uh, less search. So yes. PPC and SEO, they didn't work the same in Myrtle Beach. Not a lot of traffic. Yeah, I've, I've realized that in other markets too. It's very, the yeah. search volumes isn't there. Yeah, so what's funny is some of the things that worked really well in Nashville, they, they didn't work in that market or they worked. It just like my expectations had to be adjusted, right? Yes. So um, like in Nashville, there was a lot more direct mail. Everyone was doing direct mail. In Myrtle Beach, yeah, there was direct mail, but there was less competition there. So we had a better, much better response rate with direct mail. We also were doing, um, you know, we tried cold calling and we had a lot of success cold calling um, with VAs from the Philippines and Nashville. In Myrtle Beach, down south, um, and again, it's kind of a lateral move, but there's more folks that are, um, I think, at least in the area that we were in, people were like, yeah, you know, you're not an American company or we had some of that, right. They could tell, even though they yeah. spoke good English, there was something that was off a little bit. And so people were like, Hey, we don't want you Northerners or people from out of this country calling us. So we got a lot, a, a lot of pushback. And I was like, you know what, we got to figure out what works for us. 
we had a little bit of success with PPC, a little bit of success with um, SEO, and then we started to really hone in on our direct mail. So that was that was huge. And so what I told my partner starting out is I said, hey, man, my goal is to make you a celebrity. I want you to be um, the local real estate guy that everybody knows. And so he, he probably thought, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, because he didn't really know me that well. We just kind of, you know, went and said, yeah, let's do this. And, you know, we started to build trust as we as we went. And so um, I think over time, once we got to a point where we got a couple of deals in each of these channels, my whole mentality was if I'm going to switch from Nashville to Myrtle Beach, I actually have to invest in other channels because like I have to figure out what works. And so like I'm going to use that runway to invest in the next thing to generate more leads. And so I was actually taking phone calls. I'm like, I have to do this. I need to make sure that I'm setting him up for success. We were talking every single day. And so we just went one by one. One, one marketing channel starts to work. Maybe in, you know, typically it would be anywhere from like three to, well, I, I should say 30 days to three months, we were starting a new channel. Yeah. Um, if we got a deal or two deals, boom, let's invest in something else. So the next step for us was at the time, Facebook ads. I'm like, man, you know, 2020, Facebook was pretty hot back then. Yeah. And I remember one of that our before very- before the change happened? Is that before they did the fucking housing thing? Yeah, I think yeah. so. In fact, I know so. Um, and I felt like we, we just got a lot more leads back then, but we still use Facebook ads today, um, but it, it just is different. But one of our uh, earliest deals was a six-figure uh, assignment. And I'm like, oh In my- Myrtle man. Beach? Yes. Oh my God. I didn't even know that existed down there. Wow. Yeah. So, and it was literally like the house was like four houses from the beach. I wish we would have kept it, but it wasn't, it wasn't oh happening. My God, that's insane. Anyways. So at that point I'm like, all right, well, what's next? And so, um, you know, I had had experience with, uh, Cody Hoffine over at Wholesaling Inc. So yeah. he had a, a two day mastermind out in Utah, had a lot of success, um, from that. And so I'm like, all right, we're investing in systems. We're investing in coaching. And then I'm like, well, we want to keep reaching the masses. So Facebook was good because we did some retargeting. People saw our ads. We started to build a brand. And then what happened was I'm like, you know what? I heard the radio program. Chris, um, I can't think of his name. Chris Arnold. But what do you mean? Chris Arnold. Yeah. So I don't know what happened. I don't know all the, the ins and outs, but I don't hear or see Chris around. Maybe it's all the, the changes with Wholesale Inc. But radio was radio was a, it was a game changer for us because all of a sudden, like we, we created a really sweet ad. We still use it today. We've been using it for like three years, haven't changed it. And people just started knowing my partner just by his voice. They're like, you're that guy, you're that real estate guy. And so that really generated a lot of um, brand awareness, buzz, and quite honestly, a lot of leads for us at that time. So we did that. Had a lot of success, probably, uh, I think we had seven radio stations when we first started. Um, we have five today, so five of those seven. The iHeart guys were like, no one's ever got a, a price this low. We can't give you this price anymore. So those two went away, and I still have the, the same five that we had before. Um, but then I'm like, okay, well, shoot. All of a sudden, I hear uh, Tony Javier, his TV program. Very good friend of mine, too. <laughs> yeah, and so Chris, so Chris Arnold uh was promoting tony yes and i'm like well shoot everything's working for me next, the next step in all of this Elevate. is to to go tv so i invest in his program uh yep. like i was an early adopter i'm like yep, yep we're doing it i remember so, when he launched that he told me he was launching a tv program because him and i would do these accountability calls because he lives in san diego 
And he was like, I think I'm launching this TV program. And I was like, oh, it sounds interesting. And it blew up <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. And I loved it. And so I have the same, I filmed two ads. So his guy's like, hey, let's do one. I'm like, hey, let's just do two. Can we do that? And um, so their media buyer did that. Um, and they have a great system. I love it. I still use it today. Um, it's fantastic. And um, we haven't changed our ads. We still have the same two ads. We just sometimes recycle them or, or rotate. Yeah. Um, and so that worked really good for us. So I thought like, man, I'm done. Like we've got all the channels. We've built up the brand. And then I get a call from a buddy of mine. And this is to your question, finally getting to, to what yeah. CTV or Connected TV is. He calls me up and he says, hey, man, um, I'm working on a project. You might be interested in it. I'm like, all right, tell me more. So he starts to tell me a little bit about um, Connected TV, what it is. And he said, like, this is the future. And he's like, it's here now, but most people don't really they don't really understand it and they don't understand the power of it. I'm like, okay, tell me, tell me more. So once he explained it, I started to see all the potential um, of the targeting that you used to see in Facebook, right? You used to be able to retarget and yeah, they made some crazy. changes. And so you like, it was hyper-focused. And so TV is more shotgun, right? Someone's watching judge Judy. Maybe there's 10,000 people or 10. You don't really know. You can't really target those people. They just happen to be watching or, or not watching. And then, um, but with connected TV, it's really unique because um, number one, nobody knows about it. Nobody's doing it. And the people that are doing it that I'm aware of, they're still trying to figure out how it works. And so when I had a conversation with um, the guy who's now my partner in this and um, his other partner as well. So we've got a media guy, we've got a, um, uh, a video guy, production guy, and then myself who I'm working with investors. I kind of pitched them on the idea of, hey, we can build this out for investors. And I think this would crush. I mean, I really do. I think we could be really successful. So I said, can we go ahead and build out the platform and I'll be the guinea pig. I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it and see how it works in my market. And I didn't know where it would kind of land or how, how well it would work. Um, and we had no data to go off of. Um, but I knew that at the very least it's going to bring brand awareness. Right. And I can yeah. reach my target customer, um, you know, quickly. So here's, here's how all this worked out. So we kicked this thing off and we basically had a, a lookalike campaign, right? Where we had certain demographics, like, Hey, if they fit, fill with it, if they fall within this bucket, um, serve them an ad, right? So we wanted it to be somewhat targeted zip codes. Um, you know, they own Age. a house, yeah. all that stuff. Exactly. So that was, that was the easy one. We didn't know how that would perform or like, let's just start here. And then we had a second campaign, which was a retargeting campaign. And that was our list. That was the secret sauce. Because now, right, you got people that are doing driving for dollars, they're cold calling, texting, direct mail, whatever it is they're doing. You mean the retargeting campaign was your direct response list that you mail and cold call, correct? Yeah. So, so all I needed to do, I already had all those lists. Yeah. So now I literally just give them to our, our account manager and he uploads the lists. And oh yeah, by the way, the system says John Smith. Oh yeah, John Smith um, lives at this address. He has a streaming device. Serve him an ad. Oh, like a smart TV kind of. Bro. Interesting. <laughs> Literally to the house level. So, 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 so think about this for a second, okay? I'm going to throw out some crazy possibilities and then you can ask me whatever questions you want. But think about it. Imagine you're in a probate situation. You yeah. have a list. You maybe know who all the heirs are if you get that information or you know who the PR is or whatever, um, 
and you know they happen to um, you happen to upload their names, or for that particular list, you upload. Now you might have three or four different people who are somehow invested in that property. You're reaching all of them if they have a connected de uh, device, a smart TV, or an iPad, or a phone. It hits all of them, right? So it's not just TV; it's actually all of them. And we have campaigns um, for each of those. But now all of a sudden, like you have someone in Ohio, you have someone in Pennsylvania, and then you have a family member in Myrtle Beach. You can hit all of them potentially. Interesting. That so, is so, so very interesting. So, so here's another thing. This is, this is where I get excited because I'm looking to buy portfolios. Like I would rather buy 10 houses from one guy than 10 houses from 10 individual sellers. It's just so much easier, right? Oh, so, so what I do is I pull my list, whether you use PropStream or some other data source, it makes no difference. Um, I love the filters in some of these lists in PropStream. So I'm like, all right, it's cheap. I already have it. My team uses it. Okay, great. Pull that list, whatever the list is. Um, but I love multiple properties. So I can go and see anyone that's got 10 plus properties or four plus properties yeah, or whatever. And, and, then, drop stream. and then go and then go and um, send the list to my guys. Now they upload that list. All right, John Smith again, found them. Now we're serving him an ad. And here's the be beautiful thing about that ad. Okay. So and I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to tell you a ton of different points and how this is so powerful. And I don't think people understand this. So um, when, when someone's watching regular TV, they may have it as background noise, right? Or they may actually be watching it because they want to watch. You don't know. Maybe they're watching yeah. a football game. Maybe they're cooking or whatever. With CTV, people are watching that because, like, this is a show they want to watch, right? Yeah, so, so they're choosing to watch it. Exactly. They're choosing to watch it, right? Because it. So, so what happens is you actually have people that they can't skip ahead on your commercial. They have to watch your commercial essentially. So we have a 92 to 97% completion rate. So I know if I'm doing 150,000 impressions per month, that's what, that's what we spent. That's, that's what we have allocated. So that means 150,000 times my 32nd spot will be seen. But here's the beauty of this. It's not going to everybody, right? My list and my campaigns are going to be allocated only to my either my retargeting list or my lookalike audience. And so now this is sniper, baby. You're like picking people off, right? Yeah. Wow. I mean, so, so this is crazy. And so um, kind of what's happening is we're going after, let's say, probate or inheritance or multiple properties. So we're specifically trying to have those motivated or who we hope are motivated sellers um, see our commercials. So they won't just see it one time and it's, it's, it's over. Like we're seeing that they're seeing the ads five, six, 10 times. Well, guess what? I don't want that guy that's not the right person to see my ad. I want the guy that, you know, we've run all the filters. We've got the niche lists. Like we want them to see our ad four and five and 10 times because when they're ready to sell, like they're going to think of Myrtle Beach home buyers Because they've we're, seen the ad 10 times on their phone. Exactly. Exactly. So- are you serving these ads on like YouTube ad? Like where, where are they, are, are they like watching this? Like explain where they're seeing the ad. Is it a YouTube, is it a Google display? Like how does that, where are they seeing the media? Like what are they watching? So, so they can see that on Fox. They can see it on, on Hulu. They can see okay. it on National Geographic, all, all different. So we partnered with um, a company and they built the platform. Like they already had a platform. So they actually manage, I think it's, um, I think they manage Peacock's 
which is NBC. They're streaming. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's called it's called TV Scientific. So my partners are partners in TV Scientific. They're investors in it, and so um, TV Scientific said, "Okay, we'll help to create this." And so they have access to the different networks. And so yeah. based on our criteria, or if you want to be on a specific network, let's say you're like, oh man, I want to be World Cup. Like I want to be, you know, I want to advertise to that audience. You could actually do that. And then within that particular audience, you can target people that match your demographic. There's all sorts of things you can do. It's crazy. Dude, this but is like TV marketing on steroids, hyper-targeted. Because yeah, you. I was just at dinner with my friend last night or a few of my friends and we were just masterminding, eating some steaks and, uh, He's in Pennsylvania. Well, he's a New York guy like me, but he's uh he's does marketing in Pennsylvania. And he's like, listen, like we're making a phenomenal ROI on TV, but it's a shotgun approach. Like we're getting in the middle of nowhere. We're wholesaling them for five, 10 grand. Cause that's all we can do. And it's paying the bills cause it's so broad. But with what you're sharing here on this uh, CTV, you can be like a ninja and you can take a list that is valuable and serve those audit, those, prospects a targeted ad man that is nobody's doing so 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 no 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 one is doing this no one is doing it i know for a fact that no one's doing it um the ones that are doing it um they're kind of keeping it a secret nobody's talking about it let's say that and if they're doing it um the platforms there's a couple platforms out there that um you know you can use for this but you know how like certain technologies once they become mainstream like all of a sudden there's other opportunities where anyone can go and do it yeah. I think this is one of those things where people haven't really figured that part out yet. And so for eight months, I went and did that. I was working with my guys and we were focusing on the platform and how we can build this. And then we tested it for the last 12. So I've been involved in this for about 20 months and we're just now, um, you know, really willing to share, um, you know, our data because now I have something that, you know, it's, it's my data, but then we also had some select other people that were um, we brought in totally organic just to see what the results look like, where were our pain points, where were things working well, where were things not working well. So we've learned a ton, but here's the crazy thing is I didn't change any, like nothing. I changed no marketing for one whole year. So I went from April one to April one of this year. So I have 12 months of data and some of the crazy things that we've gotten from this, I've got a 20, it's actually 26% um, call volume, increase in call volume. Uh, I've got a three X, um, traffic to my website, unique visitors every month. So in uh, March of 2022, I had um, 486 people come to my website and we've been able to grow that um, on average up to 1500 uh, and without changing anything else, like nothing, no other changes. So what's happening is we realized, holy cow, TV drives search. Connected TV drives search also when they're ready. So where TV, someone might see the ad and be like, oh, shoot, I got to call them right now. This is a totally different play. Someone who, so, so this is not for that investor who's like dependent on like the deal today. Like you're not going to go and get connected TV. It just doesn't work the way that some people want it to work. And the way I thought and wanted it to work, it doesn't work that, that same way. What, how it's different is, um, yes, it's highly targeted and yes, you'll get people that will call you and they'll go to your website and they'll fill out forms and do all the same things. But where it really is impactful is it amplifies every other marketing channel you have. So for example, let's say someone comes to your website, um, SEO. Well, yeah. now they come to your site. Well, guess what we do? We put a, we have a pixel on our site or our landing page or anywhere that you're sending traffic. And so now someone, um, 
uh, comes to our site through SEO, well, now they're going to see a 30 second ad. We're going to immediately go and find them and retarget them. Now, imagine if you have um, some people use direct mail to their, um, they, they send people to their website or to a landing yeah. page. You do the same thing. Now, all of a sudden your direct mail is amplified because people who are interested in knowing more about your company, go to your website, boom. Now, all of a sudden we're going to follow them everywhere if they go online, if they're, they're watching TV or, or watching on their, on their smartphone. So can you see the power of this? All of a sudden it creates this explosion in your brand. You look like you're everywhere, right? Oh, I mean, I got a postcard from them. I just went to their website. Now I'm seeing them on TV. Now I see their ads everywhere. Yeah. And then, then when they're ready to sell, you, they're like pre-sold almost. They're like, oh shit, I got to call these guys. Exactly. So what's happening is I'm not going to say that all these people are coming directly from uh, CTV. What, happen is, what happens is all the marketing's working together. It's omnipresent marketing. And so this can help your direct mail if you're sending traffic to your site. This can help your SEO. This can send your paper, uh, help your, your pay-per-click. But here's what else is crazy. So think about it for a second. Look at, um, like I look at some of these wholesalers that, like my focus is Myrtle Beach and I do a little bit of Nashville. But there's some guys who are like, yeah, I'm in Phoenix. I, I, I focus on Phoenix, but I also focus on Houston. I focus on Tampa. And they're just like picking markets that, you know, there's a lot of people in and they can do a lot of volume. And so they're doing everything virtually, right? So think about it for a sec. If you're um, buying TV spots in Tampa and Houston and Arizona, like those are different campaigns. But think about it for a second. You could literally serve your exact same ad to people in all those different markets. You don't have to go and have a campaign or do a media buy in one market and another market and another market. It's all one. You could literally, it's all, one roof. It's, all, it's all one. It's all one. There's no additional cost. You're just going to allocate how much you want to each market if you want to do it that way. And so literally you just submit your list. So if you've got a list in Arizona, you got a list in Houston, you got a list in Tampa. Now all of a sudden, you know, you just tell us where you want your ads to be seen. And boom. So think about it for those big wholesalers that are doing pay-per-click nationwide uh, or in three markets, four markets. And then they're also doing direct mail in those markets. Well, guess what? The third leg of the stool is connected TV because in my opinion, there's nothing else. Like, yeah, you can do Facebook, you can do SEO, you can do all that stuff. But these guys, at least as far as I'm concerned, if, you know, I don't know their model uh, perfect, but I'm looking at it and they're saying, hey, TV would be great. You know, pay-per-click is great. Well, um, that's great, but I'm going to say take it one step further and go really, really targeted to people in that particular uh, market that no one else is is currently hitting. Dude, this is mind blowing, honestly, because like you're it's you're getting all the benefits of like a inbound TV quality lead, yeah. but you're you're able to merge that with being hyper targeted, and you can be really selective because that's the one drawback from TV. It's it's just very broad, right? You're playing on channel two, you're playing on, you know, the local news network or whatever, but this one, you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. And on top of, I mean, like the whole theme of the show is like, really like go where other people aren't like you're in a market. That's not a Houston, Texas kind of caliber market. You're doing marketing. That's not your typical cold calling to the freaking absentee owner list in Nashville, which everyone's doing. So you're able to separate yourself and grow your business by being unique with where you are and how you're doing your marketing and, you know, I feel like, you know, this is just going to keep getting more popular and popular. Obviously, the show is going to come out and people are going to hear it and whatnot. But like, this is a great opportunity for people if they really want to optimize their overall marketing ecosystem. So let's talk more logistics on this. What is that, I'm assuming this is not for somebody who's not doing real business. Like if you're not making a minimum of like 800 grand in revenue, it's probably not something for them. Like wh who is this for and who is this not for? Yeah, so... 
So it's for the investor who's doing five deals and they want to get to eight to 10 deals a month. A month. Yeah. Okay. So, so if, you, if you're doing, if you're doing five deals, more than likely you're probably hitting like three or four different marketing channels. Right. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I would say you have to already have an existing brand. Don't like, if you're just doing texting and cold calling and you really don't have any presence, that's fine. You can get here, but let's, let's start getting your brand known first. You know, you can do radio, you can do TV, you can do, um, you know, PPC. There's, there's a few things that, that I would recommend. I, like, I don't want people that are like, yeah, we've never done any mass media at all. Could we make it work? Yeah, probably. But like, I'd rather have you start to build your brand in other ways first. Like, quite honestly, what I would say is if you're doing direct mail and pay-per-click and you're really rock solid there, um, the next one could potentially be connected TV. But if you're not, if you're not doing those two, or if you're just doing things that there's no drive to your website, people don't know who you are and you're just starting and you're like, Oh, I'm going to see tons and tons of lead from that. That's, that's not the, that's not the benefit of this. The benefit of this is you have some level of brand recognition you already have a sustainable business. You want to scale up, but you want to dominate your market. You want to saturate your market. This is to take you from, you know, uh, I have a decent brand to I want to dominate. Yeah, so you're like the known for. brand in town. Like this is the guy to sell your house to in Myrtle Beach, in Dallas, in yep. Houston, Phoenix. Interesting, yep. interesting, interesting, interesting. So obviously you've been implementing this. You've been seeing phenomenal results. Now, yeah. what, what is like a reasonable budget to spend on something like this? Like, so how do you, how yeah. do you, how does the budget work? Is it like a CPM thing or how does that work with budgeting? Yeah. So it's going to be about 150,000 impressions. So an impression would be a 30 second spot. And, um, you know, we do that for $5,000. That's where it's at today. That works for us. And it works. I mean, that to me is super reasonable. Um, now if you're in a huge market and you know, um, you know, you want to spend more, you can certainly do that. Or if you're like, Hey, I'm going to do 5,000 in Dallas, but we're also in Tampa. So we want it to hit there. I mean, dude, we can adjust the number of impressions based on, based on your budget. But what I would say is don't, don't say, Oh, well, let's just test it out. We'll do 2,500. The, the beauty of this is similar to, to regular TV. You're talking about frequency and reach, right? You want more people to see it and you want them to see it more often. And the reason why I love connected TV is because you now can control who sees it for the most part. That's right? a big value. You, add and so, and so if you want to hit a certain list or, you know, you've got a, a list of a hundred thousand highly targeted people that are on your lean list your bankruptcy list, water shut off, like, boom, you're, you're going to upload that list, find them. And then all of a sudden, Instead of, you know, just some random guy that, you know, doesn't fit within your criteria. Now he's in a rural area that sees your, that sees your ad and wants to sell his house. You're like, oh, I'm not really dealing with that area. You control who and where. Who sees the ad, ad and where they are. That's and, just so, like, and so the, yeah. goal, the goal is, hey, I want them to see it five, six, ten times. And so that's the beauty of this. You're still getting that frequency, but it's frequency from the right people, the people that you want to hit. That's why people love direct mail so much is because you control who you mail and you know, if you mail list a in zip code, a, you're going to get people calling in most likely from zip code a with radio and regular TV. 
you're going to be targeting a county or a geographical MSA, right? So you could be getting leads out in the sticks that you don't want to deal with. But with CTV, you can obviously get get the best of both worlds. So as we start to wind the show, I mean, we covered a lot of ground today hearing your story and your jet feels like that was two years ago talking about your story. Now we've been deep diving on this TV, (laughs) CTV stuff. Let's try to put a bow on all this, right? So obviously we we taught everyone, we told everyone why it's important, how it's valuable, how it can help your business. If people wanted to number one, get in touch with you uh, and connect with you just as a regular investor, how can they do that? And then how can they find out more about CTV if they feel like it might be a fit for them to implement in their business? Yeah, for sure. So um, if they want to you know, schedule a call or just talk directly with me, you can reach out on Facebook. Shoot, you can call me, call my cell phone. I take calls. Um, 615-670-8153. Call me direct, text me. What's it your phone matter. number? It got, yeah, the Zoom just froze while you put your phone number out. What is your number again? 615-670-8153. Okay. Eight one five three. You there can text go. me, call me. It doesn't matter. Um, but you know, the bottom line is, if you want to talk, even if you're just like, "Hey, I'm not even sure if this is for me," or you want to just talk real estate or lead gen or whatever, I don't care. I love this stuff, man. Um, so I'm game anytime. Um, that would be the easiest way. Um, you can go to Investor CTV. That's the website, InvestorCTV.com. Uh, you can find out more information. You can schedule a call. Um, I'm on those sales calls. So, you know, one of the things is I'm a product of the product. I believe so much in this that I want to share what my experience um, has been, what some of the struggles have been, where we've grown, what we've learned. And man, we've learned a ton. We're still learning. We're still implementing. We're still tweaking and testing. Um, our first month, and I'm, I'm listen, I'm not making any promises, but our first month for us, uh, th- this is how I knew this was a game changer. We did two two assignment deals, $76,000. One was a 61K and the other was a, a 15K deal. And I'm like, yep, I just paid for my budget for the year. Let's keep going. Let's roll keep, with this. Uh, put that, yeah, put that right back in the hopper. That's amazing. And, 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 and then what? And then my favorite story, man, um, is that we, uh, we get a call from a lady. It looks like an SEO lead. That's how it came through our website anyways, um, is it was SEO. We, uh, my partner, Adam, the one who is uh, on the commercials, he shows up at the lady's house and she's like, oh my gosh, it's you. And he's like, what, what did I do? She's like, well, my alarm went off this morning and I heard your ad on the radio. Oh my God. And then she's like, and then she's like, and then I went and got my cup of coffee and I turned the TV on and I saw your ad on TV. And then she's like, and now you're here. And so this, this is what, this is the part that, like, I can't, it's hard to measure, right? Because everyone wants to attribute a deal to a specific channel. Well, you tell me, like, is that an SEO lead? Is that a radio lead? Is that a TV lead, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. They all work together. And so in our business, uh, in 2022, we're shooting 2021, we did 40, I think it was 48 deals. Uh, in 2023, we did, or I'm sorry, in 2021, I'm getting my numbers messed up here. We did um, 48 deals last year. We did 86 deals and this year, I don't know where we're going to end up, but um, you know, the way things are going, you know, my goal is to get to about 110. So, um, you know, we'll see where we land, but like I said, man, nothing changed. I literally kept all of my marketing constant for 12 months. It's only right now in the last two weeks that I've started to make some tweaks because I wanted to have real data to show people. And, um, and, and it's just been, this has been a huge game changer for us because my partner goes places he goes to restaurants he he 
you know, he just shows up and people are like, oh man, it's you. You're the real estate guy. He's got so, the local celebrity approach, dude. That's He's got the local celebrity. Yep. So there's so much. I was reading a book, uh, Dan Belzerian's biography. I was reading. I don't know if you know who that guy is. Uh, he's like this huge influencer. And he talked about the power of like fame and celebrity and how it gives you a lot of leverage, right? Whether you're buying houses or whether you're a big baller on Instagram, like when you have that associated credibility and fame with you, it brings a lot of subconscious influence that gets people to really pre prejudge you in a good way. Oh, this guy's on TV. This guy's he's yeah. the guy on the radio ad. Like, you know, and like you see like locally, oh, the plumber with the white gloves on, you know, with the fancy music. Oh, my God. I saw <laughs> that guy at the Mets game. You know what I mean? He's the guy. He's fixing my boiler. You know, there's a lot of value in that. And Jeremy, I really, really appreciate you coming on the show as a guest talking about your journey, your business. And now this marketing channel is crushing it. So we'll make sure we have those links and your phone number. In the show notes, I really do appreciate your time. I'm really, you know, it's freaking awesome to see what you're doing down there in Myrtle Beach. And uh, this was a great show. And I know a lot of people are going to get value from it. So thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Hey, what's going on? This is Greg Hellbeck here. And if you're listening to this, odds are you are a real estate investor. And a big question that I always get asked is, Greg, how do you get your deals? So I have the answer to that question. The main way that I get deals, and it's been this way for years, is through direct mail marketing. Now, direct mail marketing is certainly not easy, but if you have direct mail dialed in the right way, it is profitable month after month after month after month. So I'm actually going to give you a free guide, which is my top five direct mail mistakes. So if you want to check out my guide absolutely for free, Go to directmailclass.com, put in your name and email, and you will get my guide, which is my top five fatal direct mail mistakes. If you just use that guide alone, it will make you a much better direct mail marketer. So if you want to learn how to optimize and become very successful finding deals through direct mail marketing for your real estate investment company, go to directmailclass.com and get my free guide. Thank you for listening to an episode of the Real Estate Investing Fast Track. I hope you got a lot of value from this specific episode. And there are a few takeaways that you're able to gather from this to implement in your business so you can be a more successful real estate investor. So if you did get value from the show, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes, it would really mean a lot to me. That's how we keep growing the show and getting great guests is because people see the reviews. They see that we have a high quality show and they want to contribute as a guest. So that would be great. Also, if you got value, if you could share the show on social media, that would be great because that is how people see this besides the reviews. So once again, if you did get value, if you could do me a favor and leave me a review on iTunes and share the show on social media, it would really mean a lot to me and I'll see you on the next episode.